1: sit back and enjoy druids in cars going to festivals
0: ancestor worship would be kind of a wonky thing for people who aren't comfortable talking about their ancestors who never had a family that talked about their ancestors who didn't tell stories about their ancestors and i mean when i was a kid growing up i I had an idea of where my family came from and we did some genealogy work and, and that kind of stuff, but I, I don't know a lot of stories about my ancestors, and so ancestor work can sometimes be a little bit complicated by that for folks who didn't grow up in a culture or, you know, in a family that put a whole lot of emphasis.
1: Right, and for work. me, I feel like sometimes it's even more complicated because I'm adopted and so I don't, like when people talk about, well, my blood ancestors or my family is from this place we were from Ireland or, or whatever um, and, and have these stories about people who were related to them and they feel connected to them in, in a very, like, blood ancestor way and I'm, I don't have that. I don't have that feeling um, because I, I don't know any blood ancestors. I don't know what my culture is, like, where I come from. I, you know, I, I, I've got some guesses. I'm white. So, like, some of my options are limited. <laughs> but I, I don't know where. Um, and I've never had any really desire to do any of, like, the, the DNA testy spit in a vial things.
0: <laughs> I, I have no desire to give my DNA to a private company, personally. Well, also that. But also,
1: <laughs> we, I think maybe partly because I... Don't have that information, and I, and I wouldn't have like an ancestor, like a family tree to attach it to, that it doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's not a thing that I am interested in. Um, I would love to find out like birth family information, that would be kind of cool, but it's not a driving force in my ancestor work at all.
0: Right. And for, for me, I, because I have a lot of genealogy and I kind of know where my family came from in terms of place one can never really tell where they come from in, in terms of actual ancestry because let's face it there was a lot of uh, we're all mutts we're all mutts and <laughs> just because someone says that your father is so and so doesn't mean that they actually are right and so no matter what your your lineage or bloodline may say, there's never a guarantee that you actually are those things. And I have my own skepticism about the quality of those DNA tests beyond the notion that they get shared with people that I don't want them to be shared with. <laughs> um, it, it really, I, I don't think that there's a deep value for me in doing more than telling the stories that I know that were important to to my family and living through those
1: right and I do know some stories about um the grandparents that I knew um and I have one story from a relative that I had not met my great grandfather I think so I've got like one story from that but beyond those couple of stories I don't have much um and I think kind of the way I get around that is I start looking at um, cultural ancestors more and the, the people that I admire who are ancestors um, that, that are more like public figure type kind of things. Yes. Um, and that's kind of how I approach that, that more um, actual person ancestor work.
0: Yeah, and I, I generally approach it that way too. I, I am. I, I, I. When I think about my ancestors, I do have a very strong notion of, for instance, my grandfather. I have a strong notion of my father now as well, obviously. Uh, and I have some vague recollection of great grandparents. But the interesting thing that has happened is that I've learned that stories help me understand and help me connect with people. And so, in our house, when someone burps at the table, there's a statement of, Hail Great-Grandma Mary, which is not my (laughs) great-grandmother, but my wife's. And so, I have brought in to my own personal pantheon um, of ancestors that figure. And I don't know a lot about Great-Grandma Mary, other than the fact that she enjoyed a good birth at the the table. (laughs) But by having that reference and that story and that touchstone, it, it helps me connect better to that side of the family that I have never experienced and helps me draw them into my own personal practice.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's one of the reasons that I find our Grove Ancestor Box so meaningful um, and one of the reasons that I really like tending it in the, in the off season when it's not open um, and especially when it is But uh, one of the reasons that that is so meaningful is because when we, when we place our ancestors in the box, when we put our, our mementos of them in there and invite their spirits to come to those mementos and to come to that box we're inviting them to intermingle And so, because I've put some of the the people's things that I care about in there, the photos of them, and I've shared the memories of them alongside all of these other ancestors from other Grove members, their ancestors have become mine. Yes. And so, I, I feel like... I ne- I didn't have any ancestor work until I started working with the ancestor box. Like it was some vague concept of like, well, I guess I'll honor like mythic heroes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then when I started doing work with the Grove and experienced the ancestor box for the first time, it was it was almost overwhelmingly meaningful because I had I hadn't had ancestors before that cared about me personally and were related to me and all of a sudden i had all of these ancestors who cared about me because they cared about the people that
0: care about me right and one of the one of the particularly nifty things about what we've put into the box there are a lot of photos there are you know personal effects and things like that uh, in the box but we've also put a number of community-building items in there.
1: Yeah, there's a deck of... There, okay, there's like four decks of cards.
0: There's dice. <laughs>
1: there's dice. So there's
0: there's stuff for them to do together. There's fishing lures for, you know... Yeah. Those who want to go fishing. And, and as we've built the box, it's... And I mean, it's... geez, 15, 16 years old at this point, probably. And it carries... That much time of people who either have been with the Grove that whole time, or people who've just passed through, or people even who have passed on. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it really does build that community. And if you have a Grove, we highly recommend an Ancestry Box to, to help you keep those mementos together and to build that commonality of ancestry.
1: Yeah, like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because, like, those are my ancestors now, yeah. and feeling feeling part of a family in that way, uh, with that extended genealogy, and with that just such broad base of, of Beloved Dead is is very, I
0: don't know, it feels good. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and- we didn't really know what we were doing when we started building it. We, we had this idea of placing mementos and remembering our ancestors and over the years we've built this language of a shared ancestry of the ancient trees that have dropped those acorns and, and we continue their memory and we grow in their image and those kinds of things as well and some of those images have stuck and some of them have not uh, but for the most part it has allowed us to deepen our connections to one another in unexpected ways.
1: Yeah, well, and it's... I mean, we have jokes about, like, who's playing cards with each other, right? And who didn't know each other in, like, living life. But we know that they are totally playing bridge right now. And, like, I know which ancestor... When I'm making offerings, when, I, when I'm tending the box, there's ancestors who don't like coffee, they like tea. Or they don't like either of those things, and they drank a glass of milk every night before bed. And so when I'm making those offerings, like, I have those touchstones for those individual members of our beloved dead who are in that box. And can not only honor them as a community of Three Cranes Grove beloved dead, but as Grandpa Joe, right? Who's, who's not my Grandpa Joe, <laughs> right? But But is, in a way.
0: And I, I think that that's been one of the big um, epiphanies about ancestor work to me, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't have an ancestor practice before this. I, I understood ancestor um, veneration to be something like... Uh, the, 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 De, De Muertes, the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And, or, to be more like what we have archaeological evidence of around the Celts. Yeah. And that sort of impression is different to me. And I under, So I understand Day of the Dead stuff very differently now that I have a grounding, because I had a different kind of assumption, different kind of cultural assumption around it. Um, because now I understand those connections to ancestors and how those ancestors remain parts of families, right? And how they uh, they deepen and they change and, and all that kind of stuff, and, and how they bring things and interconnect things.
1: Yeah, and I think having that interconnectedness, like it's it's important both if you're, if you're like me and you don't feel like you have a blood family at all, but also if your blood family was terrible, like, yep. congratulations, you are now
0: part of ours.
1: Like, it's a very community feeling.
0: Yes, and it's, it's not... I, I like the way that you say that because it reminds me of um, the, the moms and the grandmas who go to Pride Days Yes, for example,
1: to give free mom hugs.
0: Exactly. If if your mom has kicked you out, I'll be your mom for the weekend, and you can you can have any kind of hug that you want, or you, know, you can just sit with me and I'll talk to you. Those kinds of services, I guess, for lack of a better word, that we should have from our ancestors, yeah. but that our ancestors are not willing to provide, and so. The ancestors in the Ancestor Box, the shared ancestors of the grove, they take us all under their, their wing. Yeah. They stand with us. And I've seen a lot of people who've had a lot of problems with Ancestors, um, their personal Ancestors, for whatever reason, um, gravitate toward the Ancestor Box and say, now, yes, finally, I understand what it's like to have Ancestors. And that's been a very powerful and a very useful thing uh, for our Grove and, and our local membership. Because we it's not always Grove members putting stuff in either. Right, We're occasionally we get it.
1: local membership who puts, puts stuff in.
0: Yeah. It can work that way as well for a solitary person who wants to build an ancestor box or wants to build one together. Because the thing to know about ancestors is... Much in the same way that these are not our blood ancestors um, who have become our, uh, our our grove of ancient trees that look down upon us uh, here in this ancestor box. They may not all be our blood. Most of them are not, in fact. But they gather together through that shared love of us.
1: Yeah, so and I know...
0: can your ancestors of heart in mind, the mentors that you have, the, uh, the, the people who are your chosen family, mm-hmm. put mementos of them into your ancestor box as well.
1: Right, and there's also a, um, so within, particularly, the, I don't know about other pagan queer communities, but within the ADF queer community, um, there's a lot of us who honor the queer dead or the transestors. Yes. and it's this idea that you you are part of a larger community of LGBTqiA plus right you're part of this larger community and there are ancestors within that community who have gone before you and they've been there and they know what it's like they know sometimes so hard what it's like and they are also your beloved dead
0: They stand with you and walk with you in ways that you may not expect, and that is a a lovely and beautiful thing as well. So, while we like to focus on our blood ancestors, because they are the ones that most people are talking about when they're talking about ancestors, they're talking about their mother and their mother's mother and their mother's mother's mother. Um, back into the dawn of time. But I think that that process or that set of ancestors, it just doesn't work for everyone. And if it doesn't work for you, there are a lot of different ways to approach it. And for me, even, I know who my ancestors are. I have the genealogy. I have all that stuff. But the ancestors that I work with They are either ancient wise, to whom I am not related, or they are the ancestors of the Grove, which includes some of those ancestors that I knew and some of the stories that I have of my blood ancestors, but it also includes the ancestors of everybody else. It includes Grandpa Joe, you know. And that in itself is a a lovely thing. It's a beautiful thing, and it, it helps me work with my ancestors better because I know people that they know,
1: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> there, there's not a there's not a clear difference between who we are and, and who we um, and who that community is.
1: Yeah, and so if you didn't grow up with a, with a focus on ancestor veneration or working with ancestors or if you don't have ancestors that you know and you're not sure where to start, there are beloved dead out there who can be your beloved dead. There are indeed. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come.
0: We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org.
1: If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org/donate.
0: Druids and cars going to festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org.
1: As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.